When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> no one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Yeah, what should be the intro? Um, we could say, oh, I'm falling. I'm falling. You're falling in love or something. I don't know. Um, there's a rainbow. What about like gay rights? <laughs> there's a literal rainbow outside right now. Well, what about they said LGBTQIA plus? That uh-huh. should be our intro. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Curly, and I'm Maya, and welcome to. The, the Super Secret, Secret Bestie Club Podcast. A super secret club where we talk about super secret things. Yeah, like secrets that are super. That's what it is. In each episode, we'll talk about love, friendship, heartbreaks, men, and of course, our favorite secrets. Get in here! Welcome to another episode of the Super Secret Bestie Club Podcast. It, we're here again. Where are we? Are we in your room? Are we in the bathroom with you? Are we in the car? Yeah. Where are we in your pocket? And you're listening to us at the gym. Hmm, that's nice. Yeah, where where are we? Well, we find ourselves here again with another hot topic, with another steaming hot, sexy. Ooh, spicy. Ooh, spicy. spicy Ooh, so topic. hot. That has to do with love, probably. We're such lovers. We're such romantic. I know. We're lover girls. We are lover for girls. For sure. For <laughs> sure. We're delusional lover girls. And you know what? I love that about us. I love that about us, too. Um, so, how's your spirit? My spirit's good. Um, I, <laughs> I see a freaking rainbow outside my window right now. So, I'm like, wow, Jesus. Wow, universe. Thank you wow. for that. Jesus. <laughs> How are you? How's it going? I'm good. I'm like getting like slightly like over. What's the word? Overstimulated because my dog is just running around like Chloe, my beautiful dog, the sweet angel dog is just so active compared to Frank. Frank was just like sit down and be like, anyway, guys, this pour one went like, out for Frankie. Yeah. Pour one out for Frank. Chloe, chill. Chloe. For goodness sake, please. It's like, I'm like that parent that's like, 
uh, yeah, por favor. And then they're like, please. <laughs> like you go from being like the disciplinary Yale. to begging your child. <laughs> Yahweh! <laughs> like <laughs> me begging my dog to please stop barking. <laughs> you know, which brings us to our next topic. I had sent you this, um, this meme that I don't have in front of me. I don't know if you have, well, we don't have our phones in front of us right now, but um, it basically was having to do with potential. And I was telling you how I had just gone to see uh, the, a comedy show with our brother Gadiel, and he has another friend named Marquez. And uh, Marquez made this joke about how women fall in love all wrong. Like his joke is basically like a man would be saying that we fall in love all wrong. I wonder why. I wonder why. I will say this. Like he had my my ear, my little bunny ears went like totally started listening to him because he was saying you have like your idea of the type of man that you want to marry. You have it in your head. You have like all the things that you're like, oh, he's going to do this and do that. So when you find a guy who's close to it and he disappoints you the first time, it's kind of like it goes, it goes down one. And then he disappoints you again. It goes, it goes down one versus you get with the guy who's like already not like what you expect. He's just different. Like he's kind of like, so lowering your standards, lower your standards so that he can surprise you. And then you're like, oh, actually, like, he gets a little better. He gets better with time. Like, he surprises me every day. Like, he's actually a good guy. But see, this is what I'm, this is like, I'm I'm watching Married at First Sight. And that's what you do when you're married at first sight or when you're in arranged marriages is that you have to just settle. I don't think that's possible in real life. And here's the thing. Like, I don't know if it's good advice, right? I don't know. But it, it certainly made me go, there's some truth in what he's saying. And it reminded me of another comedian saying that he was like, if he was t- talking about how this, uh, he was like, girls fall in love with potential. Women fall in love with the potential of men, right? Like, a lot of people, a lot of, and we'll extend this for the sake, his joke was about women, but for the sake of the podcast, we'll extend it to people who are just in love, right? But a lot of us fall in love with, pot- can you hear those dogs barking? <laughs> <laughs> They're chiming in. Look, we went from being a building with predominantly pit bulls to being a building with a bunch of little dogs now, and these little dogs. <laughs> they want to chime in. They want to chime in. So we fall in love. We fall in love with potential. With potential, basically. He was like, you know, you could be living in a garage. And if and if a woman or if somebody loves you and is like, my baby's going to have his own business one day. He's Yes, he lives in a garage right now. Yes, his mattress is on the floor, but he's selling T-shirts. Like, we will, we will love potential. We love the idea of. The future, and then we, me and you started talking about this meme that was like, "Stop falling in love with potential." I'm tired of falling in love with people with potential. Come potential, like, come ready already. Come potential. <laughs> yeah. Come potential. <laughs> I'm tired of falling in love with all this stuff. And then it, the more research we did, and the more we talked about it, the more we realized that falling in love with potential is actually kind of dangerous in a lot of ways. Not like dangerous. It's unhealthy. News. It's toxic and unhealthy, but we all do it. I do it. I fall in love with potential all the time. I've never done it in my, before in my life. So I feel like people might fall in love with me because they think of like potential stuff. Uh, you know, I, okay. I, I lied. I have fallen in love with potential, but you know what it is? It is, I'm really falling in love with myself, right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm making I'm making up the potential in my head. I'm making up the entire fantasy. Because when you really look at them, 99% of the time, they are not shit. 
I feel like for me, I have continuously fallen in love with potential. I think it has to be a mixture of both, right? Like, I think that you should love them for who they are in the moment, but you also fall in love with their potential. I think that's a healthy balance to have because you go, he's great now, but I know he's going to keep growing and he's going to keep doing his thing. But I think that it gets dangerous when the potential starts to outweigh actually what's in front of you, right? So like, reality, for example, yeah. with, yeah, reality. For example, me, like I dated somebody who I was like, they were extremely uh, messy. And I was like, well, you know, I think that one day they might get better. And I think that I can see the potential in them getting better. And when you see that it never happens, you're kind of like, when do I just face the reality that this individual is just messy? Dang. You know? I mean... I guess it's also like some deal breakers too. Like what are some deal breakers for you when it comes to potential? I had zero deal breakers back in the day where um, I would just be okay with anything and I would totally rely on potential. And -hmm. these guys were freaking lame. And whereas like I was the prize or like I always talk to my other friends and it's the same thing where it's like they're the ones with the real like. I don't know. It just, it just, I don't, I don't get where this stems from, where we just are like, and the rainbow went away. And the rainbow went away. Okay. It's a hard topic. It, I get very triggered by this topic because I feel like I come from a family that has always been able to make something of themselves and has always been like the underdogs or have had to really like climb out of difficult situations and made something of themselves. So I'm always like at any moment, anyone can make over themselves. Anyone can like change. So that's why I think I'm not, I, I'm a, I was a little looser on the whole like potential things. I don't, I, I'm not where I'm at, where I want to, where I want to be at right now. Like, I don't think we ever will be. So I'm like, let's work on it, you know? But I think in the past I've definitely like, been a little too Delulu, you know? Yeah, I think for me it plays into, like, the feminine empath uh, caring aspect of myself, right? Like, I've dated men my whole life. Like, I had one guy that I dated in my early 20s who wanted to be a stylist, right? And I was working in fashion, and I had my friend Misael, who's here with me right now. Like, I was like, let me introduce you to my friend Misael. Let me, like, if you want to be a stylist, I know somebody who's in that world, right? Like... But he didn't take it and I was and he didn't want to grow in that way. And then there's other people who are like, oh, I want to be a singer. I'm like, oh, I know somebody who's a producer like that just comes very naturally, I think, to a lot of feminine people to go. Oh, he doesn't know how to like he doesn't know how to cook. Let me cook for him. Like, oh, he doesn't know how to fold his clothes. Let me fold for him. And so we start to do all these things. It's a love language. Yeah. It's like a love language where we start to care for people. And then you look up and you're like, wait, I'm doing a lot. Like I'm not, it's not necessarily being reciprocated in a lot of ways. And so the potential, uh, this, this hope that one day, you know, he might get better. It, it, it just doesn't go there. I feel like I have been doing this since I was, Man, when would when would be the first time that I would say? I yeah, would when say that was my, the very first moment that you can, in retrospect, I think in my notice. early my late teens and my early twenties. I think that the men that I was in love with during that time, I felt like I could heal them. I felt like I could fix them. I felt like I could dress them up a certain type of way that I could like. Um, 
make their fashion better to some capacity. I didn't allow them to do their own thing. Um, but I think it was, I think it's a lot of different things. It's, it's the controlling yeah. part of me. It's the, um, I have a vision and I have a dream and this is what's going to happen with us. And blah, 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 blah. Like, we're going to be the perfect couple. Like, remember when power couples were a thing? When you were like, I want to be a pow- part of a power couple. And now you're like, girl, none of these power couples are doing well. Yeah, I think it's all kind of a facade because then it's another instead of focusing just on the relationship, like you're more so focusing on how it looks to on the outside of being a power couple. And I feel like it's there's so much shit that you have to work on in a relationship already that it's like to try to be a power couple is just like whatever. And I feel like it's a word in a label that other people put on other couples. But the first time that I feel like I remember settling kind of for potential was when I was like 19, my first love. Um, but you know what it was? It was a mixture of trying to dull my own shine so that he wouldn't feel, um, intimidated. So he wouldn't leave because I was going to go off to college, um, to like live at the campus at ASU Tempe. Mm -hmm. And I remember him telling me, like, you're just going to forget all about me. Like, you're just going to forget me. You're going to go off to college. And I'm like, and I was in love with him. So I was like, no, like, and I also was very anxious about that campus. So I ended up not going to that campus. I went to a closer campus, which sucked. Um, And I remember like in that moment, choosing him over myself because I was like, oh, I don't want him to feel like I'm going to abandon him. And um, maybe, you know, I won't share a lot of these things about myself because it makes him feel insecure because he's not going to college and he doesn't want to do it. Like it, it, I felt myself shrinking for him and still settling for and falling for potential because we were young, you know, and whereas like I made my own, I was constantly like making my own potential. Like I was potenched. Yeah. I've always mm-hmm. been potenched, yeah. you know? So mm-hmm. I remember like at a super young age and that's a very impression, impressionable age. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. when you graduate college and then you fall in love right after that, like it really kind of messed me up a little bit. So I can feel myself doing that sometimes with certain guys and falling for potential because I'm like, Oh, well they didn't have what I had. Like they didn't have great parents or like making excuses. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's the other thing too. When you go, Oh, they didn't have what I had. They didn't, you know, grow up this way. They didn't have the love. They didn't have the stability. They didn't have the foundation. Like it's the empath part of you that wants to like fix them and make things better. Like, like I don't. um, Yeah. And, you know, you know, one of the things that I always think is important to ask yourself when you feel that way is like, how do you get off on that? What does that do for your own ego to be like, I can fix you? Like, I think Pachuga calls it like the, the Christ, um, like a Christ complex or the Messiah complex where you feel like you have to come in and like, so like save the savior, people. It's a savior, like you're the savior complex. complex. Yeah. Like, and it kind of like you have to ask yourself, is it because you truly want to help somebody and, and help them reach the potential? Or is there some sort of ego behind it? Is there some sort of like, well, if I can only get him to be this like successful, um, you know, entrepreneur, CEO, then we'll be the perfect couple. We'll be the cutest couple. Ooh. Like if only I can like get him to practice playing, you know, If only I can more. get him to go to therapy. 
<laughs> For me, it was like, if only I could get him to take out the trash. <laughs> Shit. Oh, man. The potential he has to take the trash out. <laughs> when, was, <laughs> when was the last time that you did this? That oh, you... It might be a little too close. I mean, it's basically like my last relationship, I would say. I think that my last relationship I fell into... Um, the idea of what I thought we could be and who I thought we could grow into as two older men that are, you know, in our 30s. Um, And I think that we were just in different places. They're not wrong places. He's not wrong. I'm not wrong. We're just in different places in terms of where we would like to be at this age. Um, And so my idea of potential was very different from his idea of potential in me. Um, and so I think the last time was at the ripe old age of 35 years old, baby. Like, you know, <laughs> what about you? Um, I think I was like, like 20, I would say from like 2018 to 2021. 20, those are Maybe. years. How old? How old were you? Oh, how old? Well, those. I'm saying the span of those years. Like, I, the last time I did it. Actually, no. It was this year at uh, thirty. <laughs> no, yeah, it was. No, it was this year because I caught myself. I caught myself. Uh-huh. You know, you and Joyce have been so great to gently remind me um, that this person was a pen pal. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door! Winning! No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. (laughs) No one says that anymore, but I don't care. So, just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion Lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
and I was falling for potential because I'm like, well, he just probably needs more time to heal or he just probably like and and the fact is, is that he wasn't showing anything like he wasn't Wait, doing to, anything to Joyce's and Gadiel's credit. That was them. I was the one that was like, shoot your shot. Hit him oh, up. Right, Text right. him again. <laughs> so it's your fault. Yeah, it is, that's fine. I'm the toxic friend. <laughs> Literally, my friend texted me the other day and was like, should I text so-and-so from like my past? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, truly, it's like, what are we here for if not to be messy? Text your ex. Tell your crush you like them. Tell your work crush that you're into them if you won't get in trouble. Like, write a note to your classmate in school and be like, do you like me, yes or no? Fucking stir it up. Life is boring. Stir it up. Anyway, um, yeah, it was 30. It was this year. And I remember being like, girl, like, we already did this, like, for so many years. Being like, if only he did this as if, like, I'm just waiting until he does this and then he realizes and then we'll be back together. Or I'm just waiting. It's like you're waiting for something that, like, People change for themselves. They don't change for you. Yeah. They won't. And we have a whole episode on that. If can people change? So definitely scroll back and listen. There is data that suggests that people can change. People do have the ability to um, people on drugs, but it always goes back to people change if they want to change for themselves. If they want to change. And the thing yeah. is, is like if you if you are a mirror to someone, if you are triggering someone and they're triggering you, it may be harder to change because it there's a lot of inner work that they have not done and they just realized it because they were with you so it's like sometimes i sometimes feel like i'm the launching pad for these things to be like bro you know you do this and that's kind of messed up like and then they're like oh man and then they they fix themselves and they go off and be with another girl and i'm like (laughs) i you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome you're welcome. And, and same Tag to you, me. new girl, new Trademark. guy. You're very welcome. <laughs> You're especially welcome. Now yeah. he can relay his emotions. I yeah. did that. I did that. I did that. <laughs> that work. was me. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no. I call myself the reckoning. I'm like, you I'm like, look, what a lot of times people ask me, like, why are you single? I'm like, because dating me is like the reckoning. Like dating me is we are destructors. So, yeah, I'm like we've done. I've done so much internal work, questioning myself, judging myself, pulling myself apart, putting myself back together, and I kind of will do that to the person that I'm dating. Like, what does it mean when you get really upset about something? What does it mean when you're activated or triggered? Like, where does that stem from? Like, I really go into um, like therapist mode, right? And I, yes. Yeah, so all that to say, yes. But do you feel like I think? And it it goes into like this article that we'll talk about later. But a lot of the reasons why I think we do this is because we are empathetic people. We are empaths. We do uh, have a sense of being like Delulu, delusional and thinking that. Speak for yourself. If I give enough water to this plant, if I water this plant enough, if I give it enough love, um, I could hopefully, I don't know, mold this person into the perfect partner. Like, what do you think it is? I think it's a combination of um, not wanting to thinking that there's not anything better than than this because it's Mm -hmm. exhausting Mm -hmm. to go back out there, especially when you find someone who you have a connection with. Finally, it's special. It's different. It is something that you wanted to manifest. And then there's that one little thing that's a big thing. That they're not ready to, 
like address or take accountability or fix or Mm -hmm. anything. And you have to walk away. And the walking away is so hard. Then we had to throw ourselves back into the dating world, you know? So I feel like we will kind of settle sometimes because we, I, I really do think there's a thing of like dating exhaustion. I think people are exhausted right now. And so I think that's why we hold on to these things and create attachments. But I think we're also empaths and we want to make people feel special, but it's not our job. Like yeah, yeah. our job is to just share our lives with each other and to come correct in ourselves and to be ourselves and then see what happens from there. Like, and I think it also comes from being a people pleaser too. And mm-hmm. like the need for not having like discomfort. Mm-hmm. Um, why? What do you, <laughs> what about you? I, you know, the other thing too, that we were talking about is like, do you get embarrassed when you've stayed for that long? Like, finally, you've been there for, like... Like, you even the... I don't know if you... You watch Selling Sunset, but I don't know if people who are listening or watch Selling Sunset. But, you know, even... What's her name? Christy? What's her name? Chriselle? Chriselle. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Christy? <laughs> Chriselle, like, wanting to be with one of the brothers. And they had a beautiful relationship. And they were all saying how he never lit up as much as he did when he was with her like you know she was looking at the potential of having a family and he couldn't give that to her and i think that even in other areas of real life where you're like i just want this man to show up a certain type of way like the family man and they can't give that to us and we stay and we stay and we stay and we stay and is is there like this thing of like feeling guilt or feeling like embarrassed for staying and I don't have any shame around staying. I really feel like, you know, when like you watch like a Marvel movie and you wait for the end of the credits to see like a, like a, like a scene that might hint to the next movie. Like everybody kind of stays for like the next thing. Yeah. Um, That's what I feel like. I feel like I just need to stay to the end of the credits to see like, sometimes there's a, there's a scene, maybe there's not, but at least when I go home and I'm driving to, you know, when I get in my car and I'm driving home, um, I know that I gave it my all. I was very patient. I waited to the end of the credits and there was nothing there for me. So I had to go. I love that about you. <laughs> I do. It is, it's inspiring because I feel like I can get so bitter and I feel like I can get very... Like, I want to quit. I want to leave. I'm over it. I'm done. And you stay to see it through. But you work through it. You really work on yourself and take accountability. And you also hold people accountable. And you have high standards that have been earned. Like, you have a right to have high standards after yeah. everything you've been through and everything like, you've not, overcome. Not me getting emotional right now. I'm like, it's hard. <laughs> don't even, don't <laughs> start it because it's, it's already happening. You kind of just go into that and you're like, when you do that and you stay and your spirit tells you that you can't stay anymore, I think that's okay. And you can rest assured that you did everything that you could in your power and everything that your soul and your heart allowed you to do. And when you actually walked away, it was the right moment. It was the best moment. You could not let you could not have left any sooner and you could not have left any later. Get in the car and go. Get in the car and go. <laughs> 
<laughs> what do you think makes it like really hard though to when you're in the relationship and you can see in front of you that they're not doing what you need them to do and the potential versus the reality are kind of they're not lining up you know how what do you do to combat like or just ground yourself in the reality and see things for what they are versus seeing you know kind of living in the delulu land of your head of, of thinking well maybe later they will be I was in a situation where um, I was, this was like before therapy too, but this was like, I think I was like 25 and I knew that a, a situationship that I was in was like not, it wasn't fulfilling me. It wasn't filling my cup because I was so anxious on and focused on him and what he was doing, if he was comfortable, if I was doing everything right for him, um, if I was enough. And then I felt my body tell me, like, you are not listening to us. Like, mm. we're shriveled up. Like, you're not watering us. You're not, you don't have any boundaries. You're going in raw, girl, and you're getting burned, like, every single time. So once I feel my body talking to myself like literally like an engine light coming on i stop and i'm like this is happening for a reason because i'm neglecting what reality is and the reality is that this person is not enough for me it's and it's not enough like yeah it's just not so it's so hard to leave because i truly feel in other dimensions and this is what messes me up And I may be Delulu, I may be too woo-woo for this, but I truly feel, and I've had this confirmed with, like, other um, ex-boyfriends, that in other dimensions, we are together. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And we're together and everything is good, you know? Mm -hmm. So sometimes I can feel those dimensions or those past lives, and I have to tell myself, but not in this one. Not in this one, yeah. Not in this one. You know, it's funny because your body will absolutely tell you what it's what is happening what your mind might trick you out of your body my body our body let me tell you they know i i went into anxiety maybe week number two of my partnership my one of my last partnerships week number two my body was like we have to go. I had this like Avril Lavigne song stuck in my head and the only lyric that I kept replying, uh, repeating over and over again was, I have to go, I have to go. And I'm like, do we have to go? I was like, yeah, girl, we got to go. And it took me years to go, right? Um, we ignore these like red flags that people show us. I mean, my Angelo, my favorite Aries, well, second favorite Aries after you, um, said, you know, when people show you who they are, believe them. Like, this article that I was telling you about that's really uh, cool, it's on uh, thoughtcatalog.medium.com. Um, one of the things that they were saying was that people can, can't can hide who they really are for too long. Like, they can't hide them, their true selves for that long, and you will see it, and you have to believe it. You know, you can't necessarily uh, keep ignoring what's in front of you. T. You know? I learned this in Mexico. This means yes. <laughs> it's just this thing of, of people can tell you what they want. And you have to go back to just like uh, Kourtney Kardashian just said two episodes ago of, on the Kardashian. She was like, 
uh, or was it last week? She was talking to Tristan and she was saying, do the words match the actions, right? That's something that another friend of mine says all the time. Like, do the words match the action? So if people are like, one day I want to do this with you or I see this and I see this for us and da 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 but the actions don't align with that at all, like, then when do you go, I have to go. Yeah. We are wasting time. Yeah. Just, um, yeah. can we just add the sound of me getting into a car right now? <laughs> Closing the door, driving off. <laughs> into the sunset like but like speeding off (laughs) (laughs) bye curly oh can i just say this one thing too like what's good for you might not be good for them right like what's and it's and it's it's never going to come from a judgmental place i never want to judge any of my past partnerships i never want to judge people for where they're at it's just like um do our frequencies align with each other and what we want right now? There's been many times that my frequency hasn't aligned with other partners. There's been many times that I've been the one that needed to catch up to what they wanted because they were more evolved. Like, it's it's normal. Um, but if they aren't thinking about that or they're not moving there or they don't necessarily have the capacity... Or they truly don't the, want to. Truly the capacity. That's a big question that I was talking about another friend. Is it is it's the do they not have the capacity or do they not want to? Can't they or they won't? They both. <laughs> 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 they there is this girl, Sabrina, on TikTok. She's a dating coach. And uh-huh. she always says like it is bad to like the whole if if they wanted to, they would thing because you know, how can people just change like a enormous amount of trauma for one person? And I'm like, you can start to want to yeah. and express that, you know, yeah, but it, like there, she's like, how many things, how many things have you wanted to do, but didn't because you didn't have the capacity? I'm like, I do a lot of things I want to do. And if I don't want to do them because I don't have the capacity, I don't want to do them because I don't yeah, like I don't yeah. do it. Yeah, that's real. But also too, like, but I get it. I get it. You know, I told you like with my pre my previous previous relationship, there was the whole thing about me going into therapy. I had an extremely low self esteem, an extremely low sense of self in terms of how I presented, what I looked like, what I wanted in the world, how I wanted to be viewed, all these things. And he was like, "Go to therapy." And I could have very easily have been like, "I'm fine," but I was like, "I think you're right," and I think I should go to therapy. And it became something that I wanted to do and that I actually liked doing, but I did it for, I did it for both of us, but it it inevitably became doing it for me. But you wrote like, how do we come out of it? Once you're there, once you're kind of in the thick of it, you're stuck to the honey, you're a little like, you're a little bug in the web of this relationship and this love and you know, emotions and love, like we've talked about before, trigger the same parts of your brain that drugs do and addiction do. So we're in it. We're addicted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When you buy a new house, you might say, Shut the front door. Winning. No, seriously, shut the front door. We own this house now. But you actually need to say, Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. The local State Farm agent is there to help you choose the coverage you need. Welcome to my crib. (laughs) No one says that anymore, but I don't care. So just remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois.
When are you an American Express member? When you travel with the American Express Platinum Card and have access to Centurion lounges at over 40 locations worldwide, you're a member. When your American Express Platinum Card gets you seated at exclusive tables at renowned restaurants through Global Dining Access by Resi, you're a member. When you arrive at live events through dedicated American Express card member entrances at select venues, yeah, you're a member. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. What are some things that we do? Well, I think I consult my friends a lot. And my mm-hmm. family members who know me. And I like to do a review of my own values, of my self-worth. If you journal, I go back to my journals and see what I wrote down for what I wanted in a person, in a partner, in a relationship. And I see that those things are not matching. And so I literally have data. I have proof that mm-hmm. this person, what they're dis- what they're giving me, what they're sharing with me is not what I want and is giving me the bare minimum. And I literally wrote in my journal, I will not accept the bare minimum and I'm accepting the bare minimum, Mm. (laughs) you know? So what is it about me that doesn't want to let go of that? Because it's, and it's the thing that I think that I won't find any better than this. Then it's like, what's the layer below that? Like, why do I think I won't find better? Like, I I go down the layers because it's everything is nothing is personal. Like nothing because this person doesn't want you doesn't necessarily mean they don't want you because of you. It's something about them. It's always internal. So I'm Mm -hmm. always I have to do a check within myself of like, is this what I want? Is this what I deserve? Also, if my friend, this is a good situation thing that i do if my friend was experiencing what i'm experiencing what would i say to them yeah like and how how you know like they don't deserve that and they know that i don't deserve that like and if my daughter or if my son or if my child was going through the same thing what would i say you know it's Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. why is it any different when it's yourself so yeah um i i think i i i remember also that it's not our job to fix people it's our job mm-hmm. to to f- mm-hmm. fix ourselves i mean i don't even like saying fixing it's just like you know to constantly work on ourselves like because people are gonna people people are going to people no people, matter what people. i feel like for me i have had to use my community in a lot of ways i've had to use my therapist i've had to use 
uh, my elders in a lot of ways. Like, pe- mm. and that can literally that doesn't even have to be people people who are my elders in age, but people who are my elders in terms of relationships. People who have been in long-term relationships for a very long time. You know, I asked, I told you, and I told, you know, our besties here that my mom said, los hombres nunca cambian. And that's something that I've had to kind of take on and understand. My mom's always been like, they just get worse. So whatever habit they have now, either you like it and you fuck with it or you don't, you know, get with it. And I think that for me, what has helped me is that I, I stick around long enough to collect data. I'm not, mm. I am not a person that makes drastic choices, drastic decisions. I'm not going to be like, I want to break up. We're going to break up. Like, no, like I will sit there. I will start to think about it. Like, oh, I think I might want to break up. And I start to weigh my options and I start to kind of think about, am I, is it me? Am I being unrealistic in what I want? What are my standard? What are my standards? Um, and then when I have talked myself out of it, out of leaving or talked myself down to kind of accepting less than it has been my community it has been people around me who have been like that's not enough curly like that's not that's not good enough let's go you know and so mm. i really um am thankful i would for that. drag your ass out of there absolutely and i'm very lucky to have people who are processors like people who take things in and think about it and process them uh both with themselves and with each other like we can talk out loud and we know how to hold space for one another i have like such a wonderful circle of friends uh you included like uh and my friend Misael, who's here who we can literally spend hours on the phone one hour will be all me talking about one thing that i just need to vent the next hour will be uh, about all them and we or it, the phone calls will switch you know like mm. one time it's me talking a lot one time it's you talking a lot and it's fine like mm. it's great that we can do that for one another because then we can check each other when we're stuck in this bullshit of being of being with these people who aren't potential so that's what i would say you know like tap into your community take some notes journal some shit have people who go and remember that one time you're like oh shit i forgot about that <laughs> you're so right you're so right And now for the astrology section, 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 which sign falls for potential and which signs are out? I'm out. Car noise. Screech away. Um, I think I think Aries fall for potential sometimes, but very quickly they get sick of it and they're like, I'm good. I'm out. And they leave. I think Pisces can fall for potential Pisces a lot fall. Oh, and stay Pisces there. Fall for potential. They stay. The water I, have too ma- I know. I have too many Pisces <laughs> placements. So it's, it is, I'll stay there for years, bitch. Yeah, for years. years. The water signs, <laughs> oh, the water signs just, they just believe in you. They believe in you, kid. <laughs> and that is beautiful. It is beautiful. That's beautiful. I, will, I always say that all of my last, most of my boyfriends have been cancers and truly every single one of them. I would not be the partner that I am today or the person that I am today had each one of these cancers not blessed me with the different gifts of like patience, love, consideration, holding space, showing up like data, data water sign. Like, but or unless you're unless you're toxic, they don't deserve that shit. Like, leave them, leave them alone. Leave you know? them, leave them. They're, they're like they're out. Yeah, leave them alone. Um, who do I think that? Uh, 
I feel like Virgos definitely will stick around for a minute in terms of potential. We love it, but we want to we want to help. We want to help fix. And if you don't take our advice, <laughs> if you don't let us potential you, let him cook. Let him cook. Go we're ahead. out. <laughs> I'm out. Like I'm never, you know, especially a heels Virgo. I'm not trying to uh, make you bad or or make you worse. I'm just trying to or make you feel bad about yourself. I'm just trying to help you, you know, become the what's you know become the Raichu to your Pikachu, become the the Rhapsody to your Ponita, become the Bulbasaur to your. Uh, that's cute that you think that. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, absolutely. What I've experienced, what I've experienced from Virgos is they're out. Uh, they'll stay. They'll stay. Like you said, no, no, no. You're accurate. 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 <laughs> <laughs> they will stay to be like, hmm, I'm going to see. I'm just going to see. And then they're like, it's actually not enough for me. I got to go. Bye. And you're like, uh, I... I didn't even know that this was a thing that you wanted, that you were testing me on. This whole thing was a test or that thing was a test. You were, okay. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It was a test. And I failed. Because, and and most do. I'm done with your <laughs> tests, Virgos. <laughs> They're not weird. Te- test They're this. You know what it is? It's like, <laughs> it just up. feels like show us who you are. Just show me who you are so that there's no... Oh, and you guys have the freaking most interesting looks when you guys are testing. Because you'll be like, "Uh uh-huh. Do you think I make that face? (laughs) Have you seen me make that face? Like judgment? Capricorns, however, Capricorns, I feel like, are out. I feel like you get one chance. Unless there's, unless you have, like, other things in your chart... I think Capricorns, I respect them so much for this that they are so good at being like, no, no. See, I Except, feel like, yeah, I feel like Capricorns, it's hard to get them to feel that way for you in the first place. It's hard for you to yeah. get them to feel emotions for you're, you in the first yeah. place. So oh, once they're yeah. in, I feel like they're loyal. They'll stay for the potential. I think that like they will stay to see. Because they see something of value that they could use for themselves. The unhealed ones. Oh. I feel like Tauruses are the same way. I think Tauruses, when they are absolutely in love, they will stay. Like, they will figure it out. Yeah. Um, Who else? Like, uh... I think Geminis... Geminis are... I mean, this may be, like... And this is their sign. Like, one day they're in, one day they're out. And they have to find someone who is okay with that. It changes. I feel like the Geminis would fall in love with potential, but I almost feel like they are... <laughs> Gemini, Garita said Geminis are out. Geminis are out? They're like, no thanks. I was going to say that like Geminis are in their own little world. I feel like Geminis are, in the, are too much in their own little world to like care about what you're doing for too long, you know? Virgos are like, I'm going to leave. I'm going to judge you while I'm walking away. Geminis are like, I didn't need, I don't care. I'm out. You know, Aquarius, I feel like don't have they're not even considering what we're talking about. I feel like I mean, Aquarius they're just, are like, yeah, they don't care. They, Aquarius <laughs> are truly in their own world and have their yeah. own like law. Yeah. They have Aquarius their own like, law. What do you mean you waited around for potential? What do you mean? Like, what are you talking about? What like, is yeah. The, what does that mean? Potential? What does that mean? I don't understand. Because once you unlock those things, they go oh, like yeah. it, you're not. It's like Pandora's box. You're not supposed to say certain trigger words to Aquarius because it. 
Yeah. They're what I, th- about I truly think um Libras Libras are staying. Yeah, Libras, Libras fall stay. For, Libras, Libras are loyal. Libras stay. They do stay. And the fire signs like Leo, Aries. Leo's out. I think Leo oh. will I think Leo will stay if they love you, but they will make your life hell. Like they will like burn the house down with both of you guys in it. So that you if, end it, not them. Maybe. <laughs> I feel like Leos are like, we will burn this shit down, but I'm not going nowhere. Sagittarius, they're out before you can even say out. Oh, Sagittarius is already across the border right they've, now. They've yeah. been out since before yeah. we started this. <laughs> You're like, hey, where'd you go? They're gone. And then Aries, yeah, I feel like Aries, I feel like for me, Aries have always been kind of in their own world. Like they kind of, I feel like Aries can be a little too selfish. (gasps) (laughs) I whispered that too. I'm like, I've never heard that word before ever. I feel like the Aries is less concerned about how to make you reach your potential because they're worried about how they're going to reach their own potential. No. Um. (laughs) Lies. Fabrication. Slander. Slander. (laughs) But I don't. But do you think that you care as much about other people's potential versus? Yes. I think it's because I have a lot of I think it's because I have a lot of Pisces in me, though. You know, I have a lot of Pisces and Cancer. I have more water signs than I do fire signs. No, they're equal. Well, and that concludes our Zodiac section. Section, section, section. Um, Maya, what are your final thoughts? I read this quote on Twitter that says, Ego will have you crying over a closed door that had nothing behind it. Snap out of it! Snap out of it. Um, for me, I just want to read you this thing. It's a little long, but it's, it's the end of the article. That, no, it's uh, so good. It's so good. Everyone listen up. Listen up. Yeah, please find this article, thoughtcatalog.medium.com. It's called Why Empaths Always Fall in Love with Potential. It is 10 steps as to why we do what we do. It's so fucking good. Um, I think the writer is named Shyam Mishra, if it's that thought catalog. Um, But... So the last thing here is you are worthy of being loved the way that you love others. So it goes, if someone doesn't show up for you, if someone makes you feel small or insecure, if someone makes you feel like you love too hard or give too much, if someone makes you quiet your heartbeat, if someone takes and takes and constantly asks you to pour out for them, if waiting for someone to change to become a person you've always wanted them to be is exhausting your heart right now, you've fallen in love with potential and you deserve more. You deserve someone who genuinely sees in you what you see in them. You deserve someone who stays. I keep telling everybody, I'm like, that's the part that made me cry yesterday when I read it to Maya. You deserve someone who stays, who shows up, who isn't wishy-washy. Oh, good Lord, fucking wishy-washy. With their feelings. You deserve someone who knows what they want. You deserve someone who is honest and genuine and who comes as they are. You deserve someone who never exhausts your heart in a bad way. You deserve someone who loves you the way that you love them, who fights for you the way that you fight for them. And even if you don't believe that right now, even if it is hard to fathom, it is out there for you and you are worthy of it. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) You got me, kid. You got me. (laughs) Try not to like sob right now. (laughs) 
But I mean, you know, the whole thing of like, if you feel this way, you've fallen in love with potential. And so now that you know that, what's the next move? Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Super Secret Bestie Club podcast. Curly, how can they find you on social media? You can find me on The Curly Bee Show on Instagram and TikTok. Maya, where can people find you? You can find me at Maya in the moment, M-A-Y-A in the moment, anywhere you look at the screen. Woohoo! Thank you. Snap out of it. All right. Well, bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>